Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, hi again, everyone. I'm 1010 Wins Sports Director Mark Ernay. This is On The Mark, where we talk about the stories behind the stories in the world of sports. My guest today is an 18-year-old high school senior. He's a right-handed pitcher, shortstop, and catcher. He is also a switch hitter from Las Vegas, Nevada, and he's got a really interesting story to tell, which is why I wanted to have him on the show. Ellie Kligman joins us today. Hey, Ellie, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? No problem. doing good. How about you? I'm okay. Thank you. So um, the source that I used to uh, gather some information on you after reading your story is uh, you stand about six feet tall, 185, and uh, you were... um, Aside from being one of Nevada's uh, top-ranked players in high school baseball, you were one of about 175 American high schoolers that participated in the area code uh, baseball games, which is scouted by Major League Baseball. Do I have everything right so far? Yep. Okay. Now, what makes your story particularly interesting is that we have already heard about you some parallels drawn to Sandy Koufax. And if you don't mind, uh, would you tell our audience, please, why that is? Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't play baseball on Shabbos, on the Jewish Sabbath. So um, when the sun goes down on Friday to when the sun goes down on Saturday, I don't play baseball. So you're an Orthodox Jew, you keep kosher, and you've got aspirations of playing at certainly the next level, which would be division one college. And then beyond that in major league baseball, um, obviously Koufax comes to mind immediately because he did not pitch because of Yom Kippur back in the 1965 world series. He skipped over game one and then came back uh, later in that series. How has this uh, impacted you so far in your youth, if at all? Um, I mean, the impact's kind of been not on the front part of my mind just because it's something I've done my whole life. I don't really think about it as really anything special in my mind. I just kind of think when Chavez rolls around, this is what I'm doing. And on the other days, I'm playing baseball. And managers and coaches along the way haven't given you any blowback? Uh, no, everybody's actually been really helpful. Um, coaches have always requested to have two games on Sunday instead of two on Saturday. Um, our high school coach has gone into the meetings and said um, he showed all the coaches the dates of the Jewish holidays and Shabbos. And so this is when we can't play. And everyone's been really awesome about it. So you're able to plan this out, obviously, in advance based on your schedule. Now, uh, I understand your senior season is scheduled to start in March, but because of the pandemic has been pushed back to April. And I guess I have no choice but to ask because the coronavirus came along in the middle of last March. Uh, how was your junior high school season impacted by the virus? Uh, we only played five games 
we played four games in a tournament in Utah over a weekend. And then we got back, played one game at the beginning of the week, was warming up for the last game of the week, and uh, our season got canceled. So, uh, Ellie, in the last, call it nine and a half months, how much baseball have you actually been able to play? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. Uh, we played in the summer every couple of weeks, which was cool in Arizona. Um, we played in a little fall league in Vegas for a couple of weeks. And I did a scout ball game in, on this weekend, actually. But besides that, I haven't really done any baseball. Yeah, so how do you feel it might be impacting your college prospects? So it has affected college in the sense that I haven't been able to commit yet. Um, the schools have a lot of players, not a lot of money. So I have to wait for money to free up when schools know who's going to get drafted, who's not going to get drafted, who's going to stay. So I have to basically delay my commitment to wait for that. Okay, I mentioned you had played in these uh, area code games that were scouted by MLB. What was that experience like? Uh, it was awesome. We uh, got to face the best competition, went all the way out to Georgia, had a great time. And it was always fun to test yourself against the best players. Now, I have to ask, uh, because uh, folks hear that you're a righty pitcher, how's your fastball? I'd say it's pretty good. Um, I was about 88 miles an hour a couple months ago. Got some good movement on it. Is that your best pitch? I'd say my change is my best pitch. Okay, so change up, fastball. Is there a third? Uh, curveball and two seam. So four pitches. That's yeah. a pretty good arsenal. Yeah. I mentioned you're a, a shortstop and a catcher. I, I read uh, one headline, I guess it was on your Twitter feed, that you threw out a would-be base stealer at the, this uh, showcase over the weekend. And you're a switch hitter. Yeah, versatile. So uh, if you had the choice to pencil yourself into a lineup somewhere, um, what position would you play and where would you bat in the order? Um, I'd say catcher. I haven't done a lot of catching in high school, but I really like catching. You know, you're involved in every play. You get the throw runners out, frame pitches. It's pretty fun. And um, probably leadoff. Um, I like working the count, getting on base, getting the game started. Not terribly many leadoff hitting catchers over the course of baseball history. There have been a couple. Um, I, I should ask, who's your favorite player? A question. Um, I don't know about right now, but my favorite catcher, I mean, my favorite player has been uh, probably Roy Halladay. He was my, he was kind of the guy I idolized when I was younger because I watched uh, Carlos Ruiz and the Phillies basically play in the world in the playoffs every single year. And just watching him, I just kind of like to model my pitching game after him and how I played. should mention your dad, Mark, is a baseball agent who represented Carlos Ruiz, a terrific Phillies catcher, Chooch, and obviously Halliday, uh, starring for the Blue Jays and the Phillies over the course of his, uh, his Hall of Fame career. So what's your favorite team? Uh, Phillies. That was the team I watched when I was younger, and that's the team I stuck with. So how do you feel about Bryce Harper being on the Phillies? Love it. <laughs> Is that a guy you sort of pattern yourself after? I know he's not a switch hitter. Um, not really, but I definitely enjoy watching him play. Okay, so if, if you don't mind me asking, is there someone that you do pattern yourself after, and who would it be? That's a good question. Um, I could say JT Riamuto with the catching starting again. Um, he just plays the game really well. You know, plays the game hard. And uh, that's the way I like to play the game. 
Okay. How disappointed will you be if he signs somewhere else this winter? I'll be pretty disappointed, mostly for the Phillies of winning percentage. <laughs> hey, how'd you get into baseball? Aside from your dad being an agent and all. Well, that's really how I got into it. Um, you know, we always had the games on the TV when he was watching his clients, and I'd sit there for hours watching games, playing catch, and that's just the game I gravitated to. Nice. Okay. Uh, and what do you figure on your career path is next? Is it uh, Division One school? Um, I'm not sure. Um, we'll kind of see what happens in the spring and when the scouts come out to see me and we'll kind of make that decision then. But right now it's kind of too early to tell. So as far as your draft prospects, you think, um, there's a chance you could be drafted. Yeah. Now, how would it impact you if they stick with the shorter draft? I know they had a very abbreviated draft, uh, last year and usually it goes into what 37 rounds. And I think last year was only three or five, right? Yeah, it was five. Yeah. So how, how much do you think that would uh, hamper your chances? I'm not really sure. Um, I don't really know kind of where I would fill in there until the spring. That's just because that's when I know how what the catching is going to be like and the pitching and the infielding and kind of how everything lines up to what they want. Okay. I'm curious to know, and, and again, I, I, I hate to make comparisons, but when you when you hear a name like Sandy Koufax, especially here in New York, you know, the light bulbs over folks' heads go on. Um, how do you feel, even though you never saw him pitch, um, how do you feel when you hear your name in the same sentence or in the same paragraph as a Sandy Koufax? I mean, that's awesome, honestly. Um it's pretty humbling to be in the, in the same sentence as him. And I mean, I'm pretty happy that I can even take that one step further by not playing on Chavez. Yeah, it really would be uh, very different. Um, as far as I know, and, and maybe you know more because you're closer to it than I am, but as far as I know, um, there have not been very many, if any, uh, Division I college baseball players who are Orthodox Jews. So yeah, according, uh, according to what we found, actually, there hasn't been any. So, okay. Um, if that's the case and I believe you, how would it feel if you were to be the first on that list and sort of a trailblazer? I mean, that would be awesome. It'd be amazing to kind of represent the Jewish people in terms of, you know, being religious and showing everybody that you can be religious and still do what you want to like, do what your dream is. I just have a couple of questions left. I really appreciate your time. And we're with uh, Ellie Kligman, high school senior from Las Vegas, right-handed pitcher, shortstop, catcher, a switch hitting pitcher, shortstop, and catcher. Uh, what do you know about Tamir Goodman, Ellie? Have you heard the name before? I have. We actually had a phone call with him one time a couple months ago, um, kind of during the quarantine time. And just talking to him about um, what he's learned from his experiences at all, you know, the colleges that he played at. And with the head coaches and the teammates and everything, it was really good to hear and help me help us get some information on what we kind of can expect. Yeah, Tamir, back in his childhood, was known as the Jewish Jordan. I can't even imagine how much pressure he felt billed as the Jewish Jordan. He was playing for a Talmudic academy in, I think it was Baltimore, Maryland, and if memory serves, I don't remember if he played there, but I know he had a scholarship at Towson. 
Um, what do you know about Tamir's career? Um, I think obviously the uh, the college didn't go fully as planned for him, but um, he's really done an amazing job of being an inspiration of, you know, keeping Shabbos and playing basketball and, you know, being an Orthodox Jew and still doing what you believe. Yeah, I remember there was some talk back in the day about him going to the University of Maryland back at the time. Maybe there were uh, – it was either right before their national championship or right after. I, I, if memory serves, and those memories are sort of fuzzy for me, I have to admit – um, but they were right around the time that uh, Gary Williams team with Steve Francis and that whole bunch won the national championship. But uh, I have to imagine that uh, even to this day, when he hears uh, folks refer to him as the Jewish Jordan, that uh, he has a, a certain reaction. What was it like to, to talk to him about his experiences? It was awesome. Um it was really helpful in learning kind of what the college experience for a religious Jew was like in terms of being a Division One athlete and kind of the barriers that he was breaking, what he went through, and how important the coaches were to the whole process of being able to play all the games and being in the starting lineup and doing all that kind of stuff. So he really just helped us out in informing us what we what we are to expect and what we kind of need to have in order for it to work. Yeah, and college basketball obviously is a lot different schedule-wise than college baseball, uh, certainly D1, usually you have maybe a couple of games middle of the week on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but for the most part, it's three-game series that are scheduled for Friday, usually the afternoon, but often uh, Friday night too, and then Saturday afternoon and then Sunday afternoon. So um, how difficult do you think it would be for you um, if you're not pitching um, – to be in a situation where you might be limited to just one game over the course of a weekend. Um, yeah, obviously those, those are some big hurdles to go through, but hurdles are meant to be jumped over. So um, in the coaches that we've talked to, they're willing to help me out with the scheduling, um, just moving games back or up a couple hours so I can uh, participate in the games and help them win. Okay. So if the dream would be to be drafted or eventually sign with the Phillies, uh, what would your dream school be if you were to go play Division One baseball? Um, I don't know. Um, any team that's really willing to help me out, I guess. Um, but you know, we've kind of we've talked to some schools, but um, I haven't really wouldn't say that I have a favorite right now. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is your senior year, but you talked about the impact of the COVID, where a lot of seniors. Um, stuck around for an extra year uh, on the college scene. So it makes freshmen getting into school programs. Um, it, it, it puts an extra hurdle in their way because those scholarships and those roster spaces aren't necessarily available. So in the event, I don't know if you've planned it out this far, but I'm curious to know in the event that your high school season comes and goes uh, and the draft comes and goes, and you have nowhere to play college ball. Um, is is there a contingency plan that you have in place for what to do come fall? Um, not really. Um, I have a lot of interest from schools, so I don't really think that that's going to be an issue. So we haven't really uh, like we have offers from colleges and stuff. So it's we kind of have the backfall for there. We don't really need that that backup backup. I guess. Okay. Well, your parents aren't listening, so let me ask you before uh, before mom and dad uh, tune in. Uh, you want to stay closer to home in Vegas, or do you want to 
come to the East Coast, what's what's uh, top of mind as far as uh, school choices? Go? Me. <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Ellie, I really think you have a fascinating story here, and I'm, I'm eager to see how far you can go with this. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Well, please keep in touch. I really do appreciate the time, and uh, I hope we can talk to you again um, once you have decided on where you will be headed uh, for your next chapter. Yeah, sounds good. Fantastic. I'm Mark Renee. That is Ellie Kligman, and you're on the mark.